morning. I greet you with the words of the songwriter Harriet Burrell. She wrote the song entitled, A Child of the King. The first answer said, My father is rich in houses and lands. He holdeth the wealth of the world in his hands, of rubies and diamonds, of silver and gold. His coffers are full. He has riches untold. I'm a child of the King, a child of the King. With Jesus, my Savior, I'm a child of the King. She realized to be a child of the King, Jesus Christ would have to be her Savior. And she accepted him as Lord and Savior and testifying to the fact, with Jesus, my Savior, I'm a child of the King. For several mornings now, I've been sharing with you on the matter of the family. Why so long? Because I believe that it is very important. And now that you have these morning devotions, you can share them with anyone you desire to share them with, or you can use them at any time you desire to use them. This morning, I call your attention again to Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 and 24. A few words there I want to bring to your attention. Verse 23 of Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. That's the phrase I want us to take a little time and speak to you on today. They shall be one flesh. I want to start another little series. And uh, every week thereabout, I do a little series. And the, the series that I want to start today, I've given it the title, The Undertaker to a Marriage. Yes, you heard right. The Undertaker to a Marriage. You know, when the undertaker shows up, when they leave, they leave with a dead body and take it to the funeral home. What do you consider as the undertaker to a marriage, Pastor Webster? Well, when God ordained marriage, he had the pleasure of that couple in mind. In Matthew 19:6, the Lord Jesus Christ affirmed that marriage is something God did and God does. It is not a man-made thing, but a spiritual matter of great consequence. Since marriage was instituted by God, it will mean that all marriages, choices, decisions, planning, or anything to do with marriage, one should seek his approval and be according to his will or according to his word. There are three areas which have the greatest potential to cause serious conflict in your marriage. Two have dealt with already. What are they? Communication. Please, that is something that will really destroy your marriage. Find a way how both of you can communicate. Make sure you all communicate. Find a way. And then physical intimacy. I have dealt with that uh, for some time. You do understand what that is. Fulfilling the needs of each other. But there's another one that we don't talk a lot about and which that I want to talk about a little bit today, and that is money. 
The key to overcoming or uh, preventing any such problem is oneness. If you want to have a successful marriage, then you must be working on becoming one, oneness. Be able to just come together, discuss things, agree. It's not mine's or his, it's ours. Both husband and wife must be on the same page, sharing a common understanding, having a good attitude, but most of all, putting God first in all that we do. Now let me take the last one first and speak to you about the conflict finances cause in a marriage. In every relationship, one desires financial freedom. If I would ask for an amen, I believe that everyone listening to me would shout amen. But what does real financial freedom mean in a marriage? It is not necessarily having more money. It does not mean having everything that you could ever want. When I speak of financial freedom, it is not to be insulated or protected from ever experiencing needs or financial pressure and problems. It is certainly not being independent of God. There are three basic goals which, when achieved, will bring true financial freedom or financial satisfaction. What are they? Let me name them for you. Number one, the first goal is to be rich towards God. The second goal is to be content. And the third goal is to be debt-free. Let's look at these goals. Again, let me deal with the third goal first. How to be debt-free. Before I go ahead and explain that, I want to use the scriptures and share with you the scriptures that the Lord has laid on my heart in regards to this matter. These three goals. The first goal is to be rich towards God. In Luke chapter 12, verse 15 to verse 21, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have not room where to bestow my goods. And he said, This will I do. I'll pull down my bonds and build greater, and there I'll bestow all my fruit and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God will say unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and not rich towards God. That's a powerful, powerful portion of scripture. If we really want financial freedom, we must mark this scripture down and from time to time, we need to go back and read it and see what the Bible said. This man had all that he wanted, everything he wanted, he had, but he was not rich towards God. He said, soul, take thine ease. You got much laid up for you for many years. Eat, drink, and be merry. You have so much laid up for you. Then the scripture said, the Lord said, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. 
So always remember, if we are seeking for financial freedom, the first thing we need, the first goal we need to achieve is to be rich towards God. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you don't, I'll beg you to trust Him before it's eternally too late. For in so doing, you will find yourself rich towards God. For you can have all the riches that you could think of on planet Earth. If you don't know Jesus, it will all come to naught. Trust Him before it's too late. My time is up. Tomorrow morning, we will look at the second goal is to be content. Father, thank you again, Lord, for the privilege of being able to share your word. And God, may your Holy Spirit use your word to the hearts of those that will listen. And may many people benefit from your word that is spoken. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great day. It's going to be a good day. Enjoy it.